Welcome to The Michael Grum Show, where we talk about things you don't want to talk about. We talk about sex. We talk about politics. We talk spirituality and substance abuse. Join us by calling 800-699-0980. Think, speak, and be heard. Here now is Michael Grum. something mellow on the way into the show tonight. Hello, everybody. You are listening to The Michael Blum Show, the one and only, uh, doing a live broadcast in beautiful, gorgeous Boca Raton, Florida this evening. It is Floridian cold for po- folks who are living. I, you know, I always hate to mention it, but, you know, Floridian, Floridian cold means that this evening it may go down into the mid-40s uh, during the day, maybe up to 70 or probably 65-ish, something like that. And that's freezing from here. You know, that's really, really crazy and cold. And it's great to live in Florida with that because you see all the people take out the one sweater that they are that they they have in the closet and they put on their boots and all of that like um god knows what's going on i actually stand outside uh, with you know as, as near naked as i can and just feel cold air because it's a rarity down here and it's beautiful to have so i hope everyone is having a, a good weather both internally and externally um throughout the united states i know that there are people burning up in california which is horrific, um, you know. What can I say? Uh, it's a terrible thing out there. You got to get your smo- uh, your your <clears throat> gas masks on, I guess, and uh, you know, and be careful. That's about all that you can do out there, I guess. Uh, so, folks, uh, I'd like you to give me a call tonight. I haven't had a call really in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to just be talking about a little bit of current events. Uh, phone number is eight hundred six nine nine zero nine eight zero. Again, eight hundred six nine nine zero nine eight. Uh, zero. Those are the number. That is the number to call me up. Just go ahead and don't be afraid. I don't beat people up too much unless they attempt to do that to me. So um, it'd be a pleasure to go ahead and hear from you today. Um, uh, disturbing also a little bit this morning about what's happened in New York City. You know, um, it's it's weird to me because when I watch like uh, reporters report this stuff, they look so disgusted that this is obviously a Islamic terror. They, they would really much prefer if it had nothing to do with Islam or if it was uh, Trump people that were shooting people up or whatever. But basically, this is, they look very uncomfortable. The media has been very uncomfortable. This whole week has been nuts. I mean, the fake, fake news week, uh, beyond belief, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. We still have the sex stuff going on. But they really looked upset that basically this guy, obviously, it's a, it's a, a it's a, Another Islamic fundamentalist attack, you know, the, the, from the uh, from the religion of peace. You know, they want you to believe all sorts of things that your eyes don't see. So it's the religion of peace, okay? You know, and it didn't take long. It took maybe a half an hour, an hour, two hours. I don't remember. But later on in the afternoon when I went online, uh, there's some moron from, of all places, CNN, saying about how the uh, 
the event in Israel of switching from Jerusalem uh, to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv has caused a lot of, of this, you know, I'm sick of it, man. Go ahead and shove it up your butt where it belongs. You can blow it out your own ass as far as I'm concerned. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. So you see, the people that kill you lop off your head and like to see you dead, along with your children and, and anything else you possess. Those people, you better not aggravate them because you know what? If you do, you know what they may do? They may cut off your head and try to destroy, you know. I mean, this is the ill logic liberal, leftist, sicko thinking pattern. In real life, one would never go ahead and tolerate bullies, but we're supposed to because it's Islam and that's the, that's, that's the religion of peace. Christianity? Hell with Christianity. I mean, they can, they can go drop dead, right? That's the, uh, what did Obama say? Oh yeah, let them cling to their religion and guns. You see, if, you, if, you, if you're Christian, you, 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 uh, you shoot people or have guns or some other moronic, liberal, idiotic, stupid way of thinking about things. I hope I don't sound too jaded, too partisan tonight. Sometimes I, I just can't help myself, you know? And if you feel differently, or even if you feel the same, you can give me a call at 800-699-0980. Again, 800 Six nine nine zero nine eight zero. I have no guests scheduled uh, this evening, uh, so it's just going to be me talking. And it probably won't be for a very, very long, long, drawn-out show tonight, because I had some dental emergencies. I had to contend with at my office, and I just pretty much got home and came in right now. I haven't eaten, and all sorts of other things I can complain about, but I'm not going to, because it really makes no difference. Um, but uh, all sorts of crazy stuff this, this week as usual. I mean, the, the, the cycle of moronic craziness never, never seems to end. It, it's kind of, it really is amazing. Um, but that's how it is. Uh, that's how it is. I read an interesting article. Uh, Michael Reagan wrote it, and I want to just comment on it because uh, basically he says, he sums things up very, very succinctly and in a way that I absolutely believe. You see, this Islamic attack is Trump's problem because he decided to do what made sense. You see, many, many presidents in the last couple of decades have said that they want to move the, uh, the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. But there is, in, that, in, 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 the, in, the, in the laws that govern that, there is something that's a waiver that they can actually wave away and not do that. And that's what's happened. And he explained a couple of things that I thought was interesting. But before we, I get into that specifically, I want you to realize, and you know this, and I've said this many, many times, there really is no Democratic and Republican parties anymore. There is the political cartel, the political elite, what we would call the Club DC, the insider club. That's what it is. And Trump doesn't belong to it. He's hated. He's not wanted. He's not a member of the club. He's not on their team. He's not on anyone's team in that club, and he never will be. So basically, these people, including politicized government agencies like the FBI, will do anything to get rid of him, anything to impeach him. I mean, that's as close as they can get because legally they probably have nothing. So they can, you know, you can impeach a president for jaywalking if you'd like. Um, you know, if it go, if it flows and goes. So basically, they will do anything at all to impeach or to get rid of him because he is just not part of the club. He plays by his own rules. He doesn't play by club rules because he doesn't care. 
But, you know, if you're a member of the club, I guess things would go a hell of a lot easier. I mean, you know, you had JFK, a well-known bed hopping, and Clinton is a serial rapist, and Conyers is, you know, chronic groping, um, you know, and they are basically some of the male members of the Washington family. They're part of the family, their family, and they've been protected until like maybe a month or two ago. So if you're a known scumbag like Al Franken, I'm going to resign soon, Franken. I'll resign in the next few weeks. Well, you know what that's about. Um, basically, your clubmates, the guys in the family with you, they're going to hide your crude behavior, and the liberal media is going to try just not to have to dig it up or talk about it too much. Okay, And uh, they've been protecting their own sleaze for years and years and years and years. I mean, let's see. Uh, according to Michael here, a $17 million hush fund was made in the 1990s to pay off the women and men they've sexually harassed or mistreated. Uh, John Conyers even got his accusers to sign non-disclosure papers and used money from his congressional office budget to pay them. That means you pay for this, folks. You're paying for these scumbags to go ahead and hide what they're doing and pay off women that they've sexually abused. Nice, isn't it? That's pretty nice. You know, they were paid. These women were paid with your taxpayer money. So the government says so when the Democrats say, oh, we should raise taxes. No, no, we have to help. Get lost. You got enough goddamn money. You can't run anything well with this. I would not give you an extra cent. Congress, uh, you know, usually will uh, was was very, very good at covering up uh, the sexual har harasses and the assaulters. And, uh, you know, the weird thing is that in this society, it seems recently that the fact that the that Congress would do that is really no big deal. It's nothing special about it at all. Look at what's going on in Hollywood. Another bastion of liberal democratic uh, thought. You know, NBC, CBS, Hollywood, all of that, uh, even non-governmental places like uh, Uber and NPR, the Catholic Church, of course, um, they put up protecting their bad men for a long time because they're members of the club, members of the family. Family comes first. So you got guys like Matt Lauer and Charlie Rose and Kevin Spacey, and these are the old guys who recently have lost their jobs. And uh, that's occurring because, uh, you know, that's the way it happens to be right now. They were family. And the family, whether it's Congress or a TV network, always protects Charlie the child molester and not the molested child. And that's pretty much how it's always gone in Hollywood and how it's always gone um, in, uh, in Washington. Terrible situation. Very terrible situation. You know, I mean, uh, I, I'm not, <laughs> doesn't do me happy at all. Just does not do me happy at all. Um, but that is the nature of where we are at this point in time. And uh, uh, let's see what we got going on. Oh, okay. FBI has been getting on my nerves this week. Federal Bureau of Investigation. No, no, no. It's, it was a matter with Clinton. Federal Bureau of Matters. That's what it is. It's going to be the Federal Bureau of Matters. Okay, we're going to make this a matter and not anything really all that important. And these guys are so f forthcoming. I mean, you know, people, uh, I remember people were outraged. Comey? Comey is like uh, the, uh, the, the pinnacle of integrity and everything you would want in law enforcement. No. Another member of the family. 
guy who's who wrote uh, wrote down information about the acquittal of Hillary Clinton before testimony was even given by witnesses. A guy who Loretta Lynch told to change it from uh, basically we should consider it not an investigation but a matter. The uh, and you have this guy Stroke or Strock. I can't remember the guy who basically was thrown off of Mueller's team this week. Um, uh, you know he's uh, also another award-winning bimbo. Um, we'll get to him too. Um, so basically, there's been a lot of stuff at the FBI, and I, you know, I don't trust it. I have a Federal Bureau of, of Matters, maybe Federal Bullshit uh, Institution. Uh, uh, it's really becoming that terrible, where where, um, where where you just don't get any answers from them. I mean, uh, you could you could watch some of the Senate hearings um, uh, this week, and and um, it's unbelievable, and it was crazy because basically. Uh, and I'll, pl I'll play the video for this. Uh, I may be repeating myself, but basically uh, Ron DeSantis wanted to know how did the Russian investigation start and was it started because of the Trump dossier that was presented to somebody at the FBI? How did it start? And the FBI, uh, one of the assistant directors, Ray, says um, basically that, oh yes, he says, did Peter Strokes, Stroke, I guess it is, S-T-R-Z-O-K, Stroke, um, was the one who helped uh, with Fusion GPS get this fake baloney inquirer-like dossier on Trump. The idea was to go ahead and then present it to the FBI, which would go ahead and get FISA warrants, and therefore they could go ahead, and because of this baloney made-up document, they now had the ability to go ahead and wiretap or listen into what Trump and his associates were doing. That's what it is. It's a around-the-back way of doing it. Uh, so what does he say? I'm not aware of who started the investigation at the FBI. What? What a bunch of crap. What you, so the FBI is not aware of who started this investigation. They really do think that we're stupid morons. You got to realize that. They really think that you're an idiot. Uh, when when they said you were deplorable and, and disgusting and all that, they mean it. They they really have a, a vast vast hatred for anyone who doesn't think like they do. And hate, I mean like love. You know, if you're in love with someone, you're blind. Oh, I'm so in love. I'm so blind to everything going on. I got my blind. Oh, it's so in love. It's such a wonderful. Well, these people are in hate. Absolute same blinders on. Absolute same blinders. They can't see through it anymore. They have so bought into their own lies that they live in fantasy land, in a reality that does not exist. And then they go ahead and they start, uh, they start uh, um, to go ahead and investigate items which never happened. Where does it end? Well, it's, it's obvious it should be to anyone that Mueller's not trying to figure out anything about Russian collusion anymore. Come on, give me a break. It has nothing to do with it. It's an impeachment committee. They're trying to go ahead and just find anything, like I said before, because Trump's not in the club, anything at all to impeach him and get him out. What a misguided thing. I mean, you're not supposed to have a special prosecutor means that they're going to prosecute something. They were not told what they have to prosecute. They were given carte blanche by um, the FBI of all places, of all places, because, uh, you know, I guess they wanted to appease the Democrats and not seem unfair. Oh, yes, go ahead. Do whatever you want. You can go ahead and look at, oh, look at that. You can go ahead and, and, and look into people's finances who worked with him 20 years ago, see what kind of, maybe he, had, you know, he, I, th I think he, about a, a 10 years ago, he had a, a black Russian at Sardi's. 
Um, but anyway, that's that, that's just a nonsense. I mean, I cannot believe that uh, an assistant director of the FBI would say that they do not know who started their own investigation. Makes no sense. And DeSantis follows up. Was it uh, because of that dossier that I mentioned? So I don't have the answer to that question. Then it said, DeSantis said, can you get back to us with that information? Well, if there's information that we can provide without compromising the ongoing special counsel investigation, I'm happy to see uh, what there is out there that can be, uh, that, that we can do to, to be responsive without compromising the ongoing special counsel investigation, which has had some major hits this week too. With this guy, Stros, he's gone, he's out. I mean, it, it seems like fascinating or a shock to CNN about how impartial this is. Every goddamn person there is a is a Clinton-loving, money-supporting, leftist, liberal Democrat. Not one that has any different type of thought. And they went, oh, gee, we're so surprised. We're surprised that this has wound up being so, un, you know, uh, we're surprised that, that, that they've said all these terrible things about Trump. I mean, really, really, really. Jim Jordan, Representative Jim Jordan, also drilled the FBI director. Again, about this guy, Peter Stroke. Um, Peter Stroke, by the way, was reassigned from being an active agent and thrown off of Mueller's team, Mueller's team, and uh, has now been reassigned to the FBI's Human Resource Department. Um, after it was discovered that he sent anti-Trump stuff uh, and pro-Clinton text messages to another FBI agent who he was having an affair with. Okay, At least, I guess, that's mutual sex. It's just cheating on your wife, which is also quite lovely, isn't it? You know, it's funny because all of the things that these guys are getting pummeled about and thrown out of office about are all the things that the Christian right believes in. Shocking, isn't it? The very people who are probably the least likely to commit these kinds of crimes are the very ones that they hate the most. This is typical liberal democratic stuff. Don't, you know, you know, I mean, the war against women, that's, that was the Republican. Oh, the Republicans have the war against women. Well, that's not so. The Democrats have the war against women. It's almost like anything and everything you ever hear a Democrat say about anything, just remember that the reason they're saying it is because they do it. Russian collusion, they do it. Screwing women, paying them off with federal funds, they do it. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a Republican who might have done that or two or maybe even three or four. But the overwhelming majority of the people who are doing this are on the left because basically they have no morals. There's no such thing as good or bad or normal or abnormal anymore, not with the, not with the political left. That's all gone, morality is gone. So what's the big deal? I mean, that used to be, so what's the big deal? That's these women, so what? It's like, kind of like, it's kind of like the left says, well, you better get used to the terrorist attacks. Well, they were saying to us for a long time, basically, we didn't know about, well, you better get used to using women. That's the way it is now. That's how it goes. Um, so anyway, uh, I digress. Um, but this guy, Stroke, was a key player in the Clinton, Clinton email investigations. And um, he was the one actually who helped Comey change his letter exonerating Hillary Clinton. He suggested swapping the term gross negligence, which is, can be construed as a crime, to extremely careless. Because the, the, that phrase, again, has a lot of uh, legal implication. Um, so he was a key player in all of this nonsense that went on behind the scenes. Um, if you kicked everybody off of Mueller's team that was anti-Trump, there'd be no one left. <laughs> there'd, be, there'd be an empty room. There's no one there that's fair. 
this FBI Assistant Director Ray also refused to discuss anything about FISA courts. Um, uh, again, he was asked a point blank. He said, did Peter Stroke, was he involved in taking that, meaning the dossier, to the FISA court? And again, he refused to discuss it. Just refused. Pretty nuts, huh? For FBI director. Just refused. Democratic National Committee and Clinton campaign, which were basically, you know, the same. Now, for my misinformed, or I shouldn't say misinformed, but just uninformed liberal friends out there. Um, that, you know, it's amazing because I talked to a bunch of the other, they don't ever heard of Fusion GPS. They don't know what that is or what that means or anything like that. So, it's pretty crazy. But basically, the, the, uh, the Democratic National Committee was broke. Who came to rescue them? Hillary Clinton came riding on her horse to rescue the Democratic National Committee. So, part of her caveats, though, is once I do that and I give you the money and bail you out, I control everything. Who's hired, who's fired, what the media says, what you release. So, basically, Clinton was the Democratic National Committee. And they're pretty good for the Democratic Party. It shows you how open they are to other thought and other people in their own party. Imagine what they do then. It makes sense if someone's not in their party. I mean, if they can screw Bernie Sanders how they did now, they want Trump out of the picture. Heavy duty. They really do. They really do. Um, so basically, uh, Clinton and the Democratic National Committee are the same. The same. They paid a law firm who paid Fusion GPS who paid Christopher Steele, who then paid Russia to put together a report that we'll call a dossier because that sounds so much more legitimate and it's just full of baloney, bullshit, crap, fake news. National Enquirer garbage. And uh, they dressed it up a little bit and the FBI took it to FISA and they got some court action so they can go ahead and spy and, uh, on, um, on Americans for no real purpose. And that's really what it's about. So I'm extremely upset. And I got it, I mean, with the FBI. And notice I don't have much hate. I do get upset. I do get angry. But that's not hate. These folks hate. They wake up every day, media. And they just wake up hoping that today is the day. Because they truly believe their own nonsense. That today is the day that that bombshell is going to come out. And we got, we got him. We got Trump. We got Trump. And it never happens because... They never have anything because nothing ever happened. But I digress. So basically what we have right now is you just have this continuing um, uh, delusion, which is trying to be, which you're trying to be taught is reality. Um, and that's what's going on. The, the idea is to now change this delusion into something that is real. So the Miller investigation basically is looking for anything they can to go ahead and impeach Trump. It doesn't have anything to do with the right thing, the wrong thing, exonerating people. Any, it has nothing to do with anything other than getting them out of the picture because he's not a member of the club. And it is that simple. And I, I want to back this up with a little bit here. I'm going to go ahead and play a video for you, um, which kind of shows you the frustration that these guys have and the frustration that I have as well. Uh, the gentleman from Florida, Mr. DeSantis, is now recognized for five minutes. Welcome, Director. Um, Secretary Clinton's emails were backed up on a cloud uh, by Datto, Inc., and they're now subject to an order by U.S. District Judge Moss in a case by, by Judicial Watch. My question is, why did the FBI not search the data, Datto device in its possession for Hillary's deleted email? 
I believe decisions made in the course of the Clinton email investigation are all the subject of the well, Inspector why, General's you know why review. Why the, the FBI didn't disclose that such device was in its possession? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Was Attorney General Lynch's airplane cabin monitored when she met with Bill Clinton on 27 June 2016 on the tarmac in Phoenix? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, and I think that the tarmac meeting, I think, is part of or related to the Inspector General's outside and independent investigation. You know how the meeting came about, though? It's not like you just bumped someone in a shopping mall. They met on a, pri a private plane or a plane. Do you, do you have any in insight into that? I wouldn't say that I have any constructive insight to offer to that. I've read some of the same newspaper coverage that you have. Uh, but as I said, that's, that whole episode is wrapped up in the Inspector General's ongoing investigation. How did the Russia investigation start? Did, did Peter Stroke, was he, did he start it? I'm not aware of who started the investigation was within the FBI. Was it started because the dossier was presented to somebody in the FBI? I don't have the answer to that question. Okay, can you get the answer to that question for us? Well, if there's information that we can provide that without compromising uh, the ongoing special counsel investigation, I'm happy to see what there is that we can do to be responsive. Was Peter Strzok involved in coming up with the conclusion that the FBI reached about Russia, whatever involvement they had when they issued a report after the election? Uh, that's a question that goes right to the heart of the special counsel investigation, and I, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to speculate or comment on that. So here's, the, I think, the problem that, that, that you have. I think you're walking into a contempt of Congress. I mean, the idea that we can't conduct oversight over how the FBI is handling things that are very sensitive, um, and then you're going to come to us and say we should reauthorize all these programs willy-nilly, I just think you're wrong on that. Um, and I, I, I don't think you're trying. I just, I don't know what advice you've got, but we do have a right to conduct oversight. We all can deal with classified information all the time. So we have a question about how this dossier was generated for political purposes. It ended up in the FBI's possession. What did the FBI do with it? And your answer to us is you will not give us any information on that today. My answer has a couple parts to it. There are certain of the various questions that have been asked here today. There are some topics that I think it's not appropriate to discuss in open forum. He'll tell you what There's his favorite some color is. That are classified. Not, whether you use it or not, though, is not classified. Go ahead. What? There are some topics where, even though the information is classified, we can and do and will share it with the committees in an appropriate setting. And then there are some topics that go straight to, even though it's not just a question of classification, that go straight to access to sensitive sources and methods which is something that all of us as Americans have to take very, very but seriously. The chairman of the Intelligence Committee has a right to that, and you still you won't even produce it to the chairman of the Intelligence Committee. So here's the problem. Whether Stroke was involved in this, that needs to be disclosed to Congress. Whether the dossier was used to generate surveillance with a FISA court on a Trump associate, that needs to be disclosed to Congress. I don't care about the sources and methods beyond. We know where the, the sources and methods. It was the Democratic Party paying Fusion GPS to get the, the dossier. So we know that. The question is, how did your organization use it? You weren't there during that time, but if they were getting this information from a political party and then using it for surveillance against an opposition party candidate, that's a problem. Do you agree that that would be a problem for the American people? I, I do agree, Congressman, that any inappropriate use of the FISA process, uh, 
uh, for political purposes uh, is something that we should all be very concerned about and take very seriously. So we, we need the answers to that. It's very Let me ask you this. Um, independence from politics, I agree, but the FBI, like all agencies, need to be accountable to someone. So let me ask you this. Would it have been inappropriate if President Kennedy ordered Director Hoover to stop surveilling Martin Luther King Jr. in, say, 1962, if he believed that surveillance was illegitimate? No. Right. So, so, so you would be accountable. Is it customary to draft an exoneration memo long before interviewing all well relevant witnesses, including the target of that investigation? Well, I, I do believe that in any investigation, final decisions and conclusions should wait until, as Congressman Gowdy said, until the, you know, until the last witness uh, has been reached. On the other hand, I also know from having done investigations both for the government and in the private side that as the investigation develops, you start forming views about what you're finding, all subject to revision and in some cases uh, withdrawal until you're done. Fair enough. Is it acceptable practice for FBI agents to leak official work product to the media? And, and that's where it ends, but the, uh, the answer to that is it's, it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. But he's not going to get a straight answer out of these guys. And all of this fake nonsense, I mean, if you just follow it even a little bit further, so then you have Comey, who is thrown out of his position by Trump, and all of a sudden, Comey now leaks information, which is also against the law. This is the, an FBI director leaking information to the media in the hopes that a, a special, well, not the hopes, knowing that a special prosecutor, his buddy and best friend in life, no, no conflict of interest, of interest there anyway, because you see, they're in the, they're in the family, they're in the D.C. club. It's okay. It's all okay. So uh, basically, there's, there's nothing there with Mueller. Mueller's fine. He's very, very good. Um, and basically, what's going on with the investigation at this point in time is Russia. Russia collusion. Oh, yeah, he's a spy. He was a spy. I mean, they may not say it that way or whatever, but it's laughable. It is absolutely laughable. If you notice that nothing like this was even spoken about before the election, I mean, they thought Hillary was going to win in a landslide. So why go ahead and taint it with this Russian stuff? which they were all involved with the Democrats. Again, if they say, if they accuse you of doing it, it's because they do it themselves. If they accuse you of being the party that hates women, it's because they do. If they accuse you of the party that, that, that only wants to go ahead and, and uh, even the other way around, they'll even do it. They'll say like, oh no, we can't tax the rich. They are the goddamn rich. Oh, we should tax the rich. They don't really want that. They don't want to go ahead and give more money. They enjoy taking someone else's money and spending it on someone else. Absolute zero uh, accountability. That's why we're $20 trillion in debt. Nothing at all. So what's happening? What's going to go on with this Mueller investigation? Well, basically, again, the Mueller investigation is a witch hunt to try to find anything at all possible anywhere remotely in the world that basically could help impeach uh, Donald Trump. That's what the, it is about. I'd like to see some limits placed. Actually, I'd like to see it dissolved because there's so much... Uh, um, there's obviously so much hatred and so much, uh, so many things that are just not fair. There is no balance of, of, of thought or anything. There's nothing on that panel at all. It's all Clinton supporters that hate Trump. And some of them, I guess, now they're finding it's almost a big deal. Like I said before, oh, gee, they, he hated Trump. He said these terrible things. You know, like he didn't know that before. Really, we're not all that stupid. Some are, but we're not all that stupid. 
So basically you go from Russia, which after a year and a half or so, there is absolutely not one shred of evidence. What you get is hearsay, you get allegations, which CNN then, uh, the, the uh, cesspool network then just goes ahead and broadcasts as if it's fact. I mean, uh, they, they got to be licking their wounds this week. I mean, uh, just unbelievable. From the empty seats, you know, they, at the Trump rally, the guy took pictures before the event occurred. And he passed that off to his own newspapers. Look, the place is empty. No one really gives a goddamn about Donald Trump. They put that in, and then on page 9,084, paragraph Z2, they retracted a day or two later. Do these people on, on the, uh, in the media get uh, punished? Well, sometimes they do. I mean, Brian Ross got a uh, vacation. They gave him paid vacation, I believe, uh, through Christmas. So he's not working for them. On him, though, the fake news. The fake news king. Uh, you know, Brian Ross, great. Yeah, Flynn, he's going to go ahead and spill the beans on Trump. No. Wrong. Never said that either. Then there was WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks were given prior to Trump before everyone else had it. It was a secret little email that was sent to him with a link and a decryption code so that he can go. Well, turns out, actually, he got that email after everything was released to the public. Wrong again. Okay. Duh. And uh, then we have, oh, I'm sorry, that was, I think, a, not, not Donald Trump that got that, but Don Jr. Uh, and then the subpoenas. Oh, well, they're subpoenaing Don's uh, um, uh, financials and uh, German business dealings. No, no, not that either. Just a bunch of nonsense. And I figure rather than me go ahead and talk a little bit about some of the nonsense that's going on, uh, I, I wanted to play another video for you and uh, tell me what you think. Again, call us up 800-699-0980. Listen to this. Really? Is that the way it is? Democratic Senator and ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Dianne Feinstein, who's being primaried, by the way, claiming she's an she sees an obstruction of justice case forming against President Trump. Is there actually a case? Let's ask Harvard Law School professor, lifelong Democrat and author of Trumped Up. It's still out right now. Uh, Alan Dershowitz. Professor, is she right? Do you see a case for obstruction building? No, I don't. And I think if Congress ever to, were to charge him with obstruction of justice for exercising his constitutional authority under Article 2, we'd have a constitutional crisis. You cannot charge a president with obstruction of justice for exercising his constitutional power to fire Comey and his constitutional authority to tell the Justice Department who to investigate, who not to investigate. That's what Thomas Jefferson did. That's what Lincoln did. That's what Roosevelt did. We have precedents that clearly establish that when George Bush, the first pardon Casper Weinberger in order to end the investigation that would have led to him. Nobody suggests that obstruction of justice. For obstruction of justice by the president, you need clearly illegal acts. With Nixon, hush money paid, telling people to lie, destroying evidence. Even with Clinton, they said that he tried to influence potential witnesses not to tell the truth. But there's never been a case in history where a president has been charged with obstruction of justice from merely exercising his constitutional authority. That would cause a constitutional crisis in the United States. And I hope Mueller doesn't do that. And Senator Feinstein simply doesn't know what she's talking about. When she says it's obstruction of justice to do what a president is completely right. authorized to do under the Constitution. So let me get specific. For example, going up to the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee and saying to Senator Burr, hey, guys, can you write, can you wrap this up? Where are you at with this committee? Can you wrap this up quick? Is that an obstruction? 
Of course not. The president has the authority to speak to Congress, tell Congress what he wants to do, and Congress has the power to say no. We have separation of powers. You can't have obstruction of justice by each party to separation of powers exercising their authority. Look, the president could have pardoned Flynn. If he were really thinking about trying to end this investigation, he would have pardoned Flynn, and then Flynn wouldn't be cooperating with the other side, and the president would have had the complete authority to do so, and Flynn never would have been indicted, never would have turned as a witness against him. So I think the fact that the president hasn't pardoned right. Flynn, even though he has the power to do so, is very good evidence that there's no obstruction of justice going on here. Right. I, I think you need people, are ho some channels are hoping to see this, and some senators oh, are trying to go over, right, and, uh, and over reality. Yeah. And the other thing they're claiming is that by the president trying to influence foreign policy during his transition, for example, by having Flynn talk to the Russian ambassador Kislyak and say, please either vote against the U.N. resolution or delay resolution. Somehow that's wrong. That was the right thing to do. Gotcha. I think he did absolutely the right thing by trying right. to stop the, the president lame duck from tying gotcha, his hands. Professor. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And there you have it. Uh, not my opinion, but Alan Dershowitz, somebody who I usually disagree with, um, liberal, Democrat, but he's not a leftist. He knows the Constitution. He knows what's going on. He's not in the denial, fake reality that most of his colleagues are in. Um, so it's uh, <laughs> that's pretty much where we're at. That's pretty much where we're at with everything. I do want to do maybe one more video. I'll do one more video. And I feel like I'm, I have to, I'm compelled to do this because people are so uh, unaware, just unaware about what, what's going on. They just follow the party line and that's that. There are plenty of things I don't like about Trump. Um, but he certainly is better in a last-chance-ditch effort that this country will actually not live in fantasy land and become real again for people who are in it. That would be a very, very beautiful thing to me. Uh, I fear for my grandchildren with the kind of place they're going to live in where what's right is wrong, what's wrong is right. There's no morality, and things get really screwed up because people want you screwed up so they can be taken advantage of. Um, Trey Gowdy, one of my favorites, so listen to this one. Took over for Comey when Comey was fired by the president back in May. What's your first question? What are you going to do to restore people's confidence and trust in the Department of Justice? Because they've had a miserable two years, Bill. It's not just Strzok. That's the latest. And I'm afraid Strzok is not going to be the last. I think there will be other revelations of bias and prejudice and improper conduct on behalf of the Department of Justice. Already, so my Trey. first question to him is, what are you going to do to repair not Congress's trust, but the American people's trust and that blindfolded woman holding a set of scales? Uh, the, the other day, the president said the, the reputation of the FBI is in tatters. Based on that answer, I, I guess you agree with the president. Well, is this it? is where I would, well, I, uh, I work with line agents, the line women and men who are back in South Carolina and other states, and their reputation is not intact. They are exactly the kind of people we want working in our Justice Department. But the higher-ups have had a really bad two years. Um, and, and right now, the American people aren't focused on the line agents in Spartanburg and Greenville, South Carolina. They're focused on Comey and, and McCabe and Comey and now Ray. Uh, so it's the higher-ups that's reputations are... Uh, under assault, not the, not the line agent. Is the integrity of the agency in question then now? 
Of course it is. I, I mean, Congress should not have to fight with the FBI to access information that we're entitled to. We should not have to threaten contempt of Congress. I don't want the drama of a contempt of Congress for fight. I want the information that we're entitled to to be able to do our jobs, and we shouldn't have to fight with the Department of Justice to access that information. When they changed the wording to extremely careless on the Hillary Clinton email matter, was that wrong? Now, that's that's one of a half dozen things that this particular agent did. But, but keep in mind, Bill, why he, why he did it. Gross negligence is the phrase in the statute. So that was the phraseology in the initial draft that tracked the statute. Well, it's really difficult to say we're not going to prosecute you under a statute when we use the precise words. So he changed it to extremely careless. There is no difference. The only difference is they weren't going to charge her, so they didn't want to use the words of the statute, and they changed them. My bigger problem is if he had pro-Clinton or anti-Trump bias, what the hell was he doing interviewing Hillary Clinton? Well, we know the answer to that. What he was doing was making his own way and establishing a false narrative and living in la-la land. And that's how it goes. You know, I'm surprised people did not call me up. I got not one phone call, folks, out there. That's terrible. you got to start to give me calls. You know, it makes it much more e interesting. <clears throat> Last week I did an hour and a half monologue. And I'm not going to do an hour and a half monologue today. I'm kind of hungry. And like I said, I got home late and all that other good stuff. So I'm going to end the show now. Uh, but feel free if you want the last couple of seconds. I will always go back and get to the phones if someone does give us a call. So um, if you are going to do that, the number again is 800-699-0980. That's 800-699-0980. And since I don't think anyone's going to call, I'm going to end anyway. So uh, I want you to realize Please listen to what I've said. Make no mistakes about it. Everything in the world is possible. Fewer things are probable. But one thing's for certain, and that's that you're alive. So go ahead. Live to its fullest, because tomorrow is promised to nobody.